What would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Alex B. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 7 of Family Ties. This episode is titled Hotline Fever, and it first aired on November 1st, 1984. And with me, as always, to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. Hey! I think I'm going to change my name to uh, Gidget. To Gidget? <laughs> yeah. I'll be gone to you, be Gidget. Yeah. Because <laughs> I got the hotline fever myself. That's right. Hotline fever. Why fever? I don't understand fever. I don't know. I don't... I mean, hotline is obvious, but it wasn't, like, something he was super excited about. Yeah, maybe... Were they going after the Saturday Night Fever crowd, or... I guess, but that seems like a stretch as yeah. far as wordplay goes, too. I don't know. Yeah, and it had been, like, seven years, so, I mean, why the rush all of a sudden? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was quite an episode. Oh, man. it took, This one was a, a journey. Yes. But before we get to this episode, I have a couple things. Yeah? What do you have? Well, first of all, before we get to anything else, this episode is sort of a special milestone. Is it the halfway point? Well, uh, no, not on uh, Family Ties' side, but on our side, this is our 50th regular episode. What? Oh, yes. We finally hit 50. We hit 50. So there have actually been 51 episodes, but one of them was the like little short thing that Janelle and I did about the reunion show. Oh, that was such a great um, show, too. And technically, this is the 51st episode of Family Ties, but there was a two-parter that we did as a single hour-long special because it was like a continuous story that they did that way. So, you know, depending on how you look at it, we're bouncing around several little milestones there. But this is our 50th regular episode oh congrats so yeah that's we so made exciting it. and it's only taken i don't know four years how long <laughs> when did this thing start three years yeah somewhere around there something like that but i feel so, like the work that we've done over the last few months i mean we've really got momentum behind us oh and, yeah you know we're just it, it we're on a great roll right now so the yes. next 50 is going to go super quick it absolutely i mean we've we've done Completely regularly, you know, except for Christmas break. Yeah. Um, for I don't know how many months it's been. I mean, this is great. Yeah. I'm loving it. I'm already thinking, like, what are we going to do when summer rolls around? I guess it really depends on if travel is going to be a thing. That's true. That's true. And, and, I mean, depending on where we are in a season, I've got a lot of great special uh, episode type of things to cover. For instance, special features on the DVDs that I have oh, now. Yes. Um, we have the Alex P. Keaton uh novelization you know the side the story the book that i've got yes um that we could both read i've got um you know the tina yothers album we need to talk about oh i can't wait so there's all kinds of special things we could do depending on you know what we have time for we haven't really gotten around to a lot of that except for the reunion show because we've just been doing our regulars but yeah we'll no, see there's... it could could be good oh man it's gonna be great Yes, and speaking of great, we also got another listener mail. Yes, woohoo! Sha la la la. Yes, our friend Chris wrote to us again uh, from South Africa. Oh, so cool! Um, graciously responding to some of our 
uh, question demands, and uh, you have not gotten to read this yet. No, I haven't. So this is uh, all brand new for me. I can't wait. Very excited. Well, I won't make you wait any longer. Here we go. All right. It says, hey, Phil and Keith. Just listen to the latest APKIMF, Alex Bikin is my friend, episode. Nice. Glad you enjoy getting my mail. Not sure it's up there with Mark Price interview, but thanks. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's close. It was it's pretty, pretty exciting. It was. And I didn't get to interview Mark Price, so actually for me it's even better. That's true. Yeah, you you uh, had not – I think you maybe had guested with me at that point. Yeah. Um, but you were not like the regular co-host yet at that point, so. Right. Um, which was a wild and crazy thing. I know we talked about it back then, but just in case people are jumping in now, when we did interview Mark Price, who plays Skippy in Family Ties, uh, I went out and met him in L.A., and the place we were supposed to meet at, I guess, kind of fell through, and so we wound up meeting at a library. I <laughs> called Janelle, and she helped me to find this place. There's a library that had meeting rooms. And you could reserve them, you know, by the hour. And I went in. I think it was like West Hollywood Library. I don't remember which one, but something out there. And so I went in. I reserved a room. And he met me there. And we actually sat in this room. And it's like glass walls all around. But it's sort of soundproof. Uh And uh, set my thing up there. And all these people were looking. Because, you know, I mean, he's definitely a recognizable person. Oh, yeah. So all these people are, like, looking at the windows as I'm interviewing them. And. Um, because of like the whole mix up, he got there kind of late and had to get to another appointment. So it was a bit rushed. I think we got about 20 minutes in, um, which is great. I mean, you know, 20 yes. minutes with Mark Price is still 20 minutes with Mark Price, but, uh, we did the whole thing, you know, in glass room with everyone staring at us. And <laughs> you can, if you go back and listen to the, the interview, you can kind of hear us talking in semi hushed voices because it was, sort of you know soundproof but we were also like in a library where it's like dead silent everywhere (laughs) um it was weird it sounds kind of a lot like an npr interview like we're all kind of huddled around the mic and and good evening welcome to mark price and family ties you know and terry gross (laughs) (laughs) it was uh it was an excellent experience but when I saw that email coming from South Africa, as if like pulled from a dream, because I had requested that someone write me from South Africa. Yes, that was that was a pretty big experience as well. That's so cool. And now to know that he's written back again. So get to the letter. Get to the letter. All right, here we go. Here we go. So he says to answer your questions. Point number one: I was about thirteen when I started watching the episodes around nineteen eighty-five. It was a while back, so apologies if my recollection is a little fuzzy. Okay, so that means it wasn't, like, super far off time-wise. Yeah, no, because I think we're season three is 84 that we're talking about now. Right. So, so yeah. I mean, that's just a couple years at most, really. Yeah, no, that's perfect. That's great. And the fact that he can remember back to 85 at all is great because uh, I can't remember yesterday. Yeah, I don't know if I would remember what I was watching when I was 13. No. <laughs> I mean, I guess probably Ren and Stimpy was uh <laughs> was a lot of it. <laughs> Gosh, I don't I if if I had to pull one thing that I watched from when I was 13, I don't know if I could. I mean, DuckTales I think was still on at that point. Well, see, for me when I turned 13 it was 1983, so no, 75. No, it'd been 88. Phew. I just got real old all of a sudden. I was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're all in the same little age range there. I'm a little bit younger, but not by a lot. Right. So, you know, we we have a a common age group there. 
Yeah, we're we're definitely within the time frame. Yeah, that's right. Okay, good. All right, let's see. Next point, he says, not sure how far behind we were. I would guess at least a year, but possibly more. The disgrace that was the apartheid government meant that, A, we didn't get a lot of international TV except for previously aired shows from the U.S., and B, what we got was heavily censored. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, so I wonder, like, what stuff from Family Ties would have been censored. Is there any, like, like what types of things were being censored? I don't know. Yeah. That's fascinating. Hmm. Oh, man, and there's no way to tell unless, like, he's listened to every single episode, and then he could tell us, like, I don't remember watching that episode. But right. again, yeah, that would be we're, tough. We're going back to 85. That would be a tough comparison to make there. Interesting. Ooh, that is interesting. We'll have to look. I mean, I could do a little reading to see, like, what sort of censorship went on. Like, what, what types of content were they actually censoring, you know? Yeah. Oh, that would be really cool. All right. Next point, he says, at the time, there were four channels, sort of. Remember, we had asked about how many channels. I was guessing it might be structured sort of like the BBC yeah. type of thing. Uh, and, I, and it sounds like it's not super far off. So the first one is South African Broadcasting Corporation, SABC, okay. or TV1. Okay. It was an Afrikaans and English and mostly local content. Okay. Um, then the next one, SABC2 was Zulu, um, and then SABC3 was Sutu. And he gave me a pronunciation guide. It's spelled S-O-T-H-O, but he said, it, in the letter, it says it's pronounced Sutu. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, at about 9 p.m., SABC2 and 3 stopped broadcasting and became TV4, which had the international shows, oh. and some of which were dubbed into Afrikaans, and you had to tune your radio to listen to the original English soundtrack. Many TVs had radios built into them just for this simulcast. That's awesome! That is crazy! So it was broadcast in a different language, but then you'd turn in the radio to listen to the original English soundtrack, and it was built into the TV. Oh my gosh, that's so cool! That is super, super cool. Uh, Chris, my follow-up question to this is, how many languages do you speak? Yes. Like... Is that is it common to, to speak multiple languages? Because obviously there's more languages around you. Um, I would be curious to know. Yeah. And is it something like, like for instance, in, in California, there's a lot of Spanish speakers and Spanish language stuff. So a lot of people have at least some Spanish knowledge, you know, and some more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be something like that. Or is it like, you know, where people kind of learn two languages from birth? Oh, I'm so curious. Okay, so that's question one. How many languages do you speak and what are How they? How many languages? That's what I would like to know. And which one did you learn first? Yeah. Oh, this is awesome. So what else does Chris have to say? So next he says, the situation has changed since then. We still have SABC 1, 2, and 3, but also have independent channels, satellite TV, Netflix, Amazon Prime. The licensing is different to what you have in the States, so the Netflix content is not exactly the same. Family Ties is not really available unless I start with VPNs and stuff. Uh, we also don't have Disney+, Plus, HBO, Hulu, CBS, but many of the shows are licensed to other channels, so we do get to see them, although no Mandalorian yet. Oh, oh I'm sorry, Chris. Oh. That is a great show. Yes. Well, I love season one, and season two I thought was even better and oh, even quicker yes. paced. The episodes Absolutely. seemed to fly right by. It, oh, 
It's so, so good. Yes. Well, I'm hoping, Chris, that at some point that licensing gets worked out because it is really good. That's cool, though. Like, And I, I know what he means by like the licensing for Netflix and everything is different because when I went to Canada last year, I was able to download the Justice League movie because it was on their Netflix. Oh, and I didn't yeah. pay attention. And so on the plane, I was watching it and the whole nine. And I had, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes left. And when I got home, I went to finish watching it, and it said the license was expired. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wah, wah. This is the Justice League movie you said? Yeah. Oh, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> I don't hate it. It's it's fine. Yeah. It's just fine. Well, I, yeah. You're right. It's fine. I don't just know. Just watch any Marvel movie instead, and you've had a better experience. So Yeah, but I still like it. I still love Superman so much. I do too. I just don't like. I mean, here. Okay, here's a better comparison. Then go watch any of the Christopher Reeve movies, uh, including Superman Four, and you'll have a better time. I don't know. Superman Four is really bad. Oh, it is. Really it bad. is. I know. And then you watch Justice League, and you're like, I miss Christopher Reeve. <laughs> you're like, wait, your mom's name is Martha too. <laughs> well, Batman versus <laughs> Superman. That's just that's just trash. That's still my favorite joke. Yeah, except it wasn't a joke. It was an actual plot point. Yeah, yeah. They met well. Yeah, they did. I think. I know. I don't know. It was just a mess. Do you have high hopes for the uh, Snyder Cut? I don't know. I, I place no hopes in it whatsoever. Yeah. I never, honestly, I never even watched, like, I don't know, Suicide Squad and all the other ones after Justice League. I've kind of stopped. Oh. Wow. Although I do want to watch that new Wonder Woman one, and I haven't yet. Okay. I'll be curious to get your take on it. I love you Wonder it. Woman 1. And not the second one. Not the second one. There's interesting interesting points to it. I love the actors in it. Not but my not favorite the total. Movie. I have heard mixed reviews from various things. But I don't know. I'll, I will have to. But the, you have to watch it on HBO right now. And I'm not paying for another thing. Yeah. I'd buy it or rent it or whatever. But I'm not doing that through them so at some point when i can get it on amazon or whatever then i'll do it yeah my brother has hbo and he's like here you know you want to borrow yeah. it? we don't watch it very much i'm like okay <laughs> sweet oh yeah yeah because he said you can watch it on like four screens or something so i said okay you're, so your screen is one of them <laughs> i am one of them yikes okay uh, back to chris all right back over to chris um, last answer here he says i found radio brendo man and hence phil and his over, hmm, how do you say that? O-E-U-V-R-E. Yeah. I would say over. Over. Yeah, but, over. but how do you pronounce it for real? I, I gotta see. Okay. I can't believe that I don't really know. I mean, it's French. Well, and, like, maybe a uh, definition. If you're already gonna look it up. Alright. Pronounce it. Here we go. Ouvre. Ouvre. Oh, Ouvre. According to the Pronunciation Academy on YouTube, it's Ouvre. Oh, nice. Okay. I mean, I know the word from seeing it, but... Oh, yeah. I also see it, like, in the dictionary listing. Ouvre. Hmm. Interesting. Does it have the umlaut over it? No, it's O-E-U-V-R-E. Hmm. Okay. Already, Chris is pr- is proving his uh, multilingual capabilities here. Watch, he probably speaks French, too. That would be so cool. He's like, oh, I speak, like, seven languages. <laughs> uh, the works of a painter, composer, or author regarded collectively. Okay. Or a work of art, music, or literature. So, 
Mm. So I'll take that. Yeah. I mean, again, it's a word I'm familiar with reading, but I don't, I obviously haven't been forced to say it out loud before yeah. right now. So, Oeuvre. Oeuvre. So he found Radio Brendo Man and hence Phil and his Oeuvre nice. from the show Brendo did called Bagged and Boarded, in which he used to plug it. So yep. he used to plug Radio Brendo Man on Bagged and Boarded. I also listened to Kevin Smith podcast, but I think I found B&B independently from that. Here's a fun fact. My first ever podcast that I made an appearance on, that I spoke on, was Bagged and Borden. Oh, interesting. Before Radio Brendo Man, before doing uh, Pillage Cast, even, Mm -hmm. uh, I was over at Brendan's place one time, and he was recording like a little segment for it, and... uh, I don't know, I just sat in the background and said some... I'm pretty sure it was something about the Goonies, if I remember correctly, which <laughs> seems pretty on brand for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was it. I mean, it, was, it was less than a minute that I was on there, but that was my first little appearance. Nice. Then I did the Pillage cast, then Radio Brendo Man, and now Mandarin Orange Show, and Alex Keaton is my friend. You've just kept, kept it going. That's my, that's my oeuvre, Keith. Yes. <laughs> You're just like Mr. Holland with your opus. I Man, I, this is great, though. I'm already learning so much. Thank I you, know. Chris. Oh, yes. And uh, that just about wraps up his letter. He closes it out. I hope that answers most of your questions and probably raised several more. Thanks for the pod and all the best, Chris. Oh, that's so cool. Thank you yes. so much, Chris. Thank you. Yes, and uh, we appreciate you writing in so much. If you or any other listeners would like to write to us, uh, you can write to us at... Alex B. Keaton is my friend at gmail.com, or you can always send us a message on uh, on Facebook through our Facebook page. And that's great. Oh, it's so exciting. I love having a letter. Yes, that's so cool. Three weeks in a row. I know. Oh, that's so cool. That was great. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I know. Not only did we get questions, but we learned something too. Yeah. Oeuvre. Oeuvre. I'm going to use that in like a everyday conversation, just try to sound smart, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think, wasn't he one of the bad guys from Thundercats? Oeuvre, sure. That was <laughs> Mumro's cousin, I think. <laughs> the um. evil Oeuvre. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what I was watching when I was 13. <laughs> Thundercats. There you go, see? <laughs> I was definitely watching Thundercats at some point in there, too. Oh, yeah. We were probably watching the same episode at the same time at some point. Right? And we were within miles of each other, too. Yeah. If only we'd known. Yeah. You were up on a mountain, and I was down in the flatlands in the smog. (laughs) But both of us watching Thundercats. Aw. Two hearts united. (laughs) For our love of cartoons. (laughs) I do. My mom actually called me when she called today because there was a flash flood warning for our area. She wanted to make sure we were okay. We're not being evacuated, but other places around us are. But while she was calling, she had she brought up the uh, on our other show when I talked about my list of cartoons that I liked, and she was like, "What about this cartoon? What about this cartoon? I can't believe you didn't mention this Mighty Mouse. How could you not mention Mighty Mouse? Mighty Mouse is such a good show too." So my mom knows all the cartoons I used to watch as a kid even better than I do. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my mom's least favorite cartoon ever was the X-Men on Fox. Oh, oh really? Yeah, so because good. the Scott character, you know, the Cyclops character was always overacting and everything. And she's like, oh, my <laughs> gosh, give it a break. Oh. <laughs> I thought I thought it would have been Gambit with his, like, questionable... Uh, <laughs> 
a Cajun accent. Right. You know? <laughs> that one didn't bother as much as when Scott would go, Gene. <laughs> you know what else I did actually watch with my mom? What? Family Ties. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we should talk about our episode. I think we should. That's a great idea, Phil. Sha-la-la-la. Well, it's your turn to tell us about this episode. What do we What do we got this week? So, Hotline Fever is what we've got. We open in the kitchen with Alex and Jen, and I thought, oh, great. Maybe we're going to get a little more Jen in this episode. But as it turns out, no. No, we don't. Nope. Uh, and no Elise. So, you called it last week. You said yep. you kind of looked ahead. So, we get a little bit of Mallory, a little bit of uh, Steven, a little bit of Jen, and then that's it. It's uh, very Alex-centric again. Uh, yeah. And Alex is working on his uh, list of classes for the next semester. And he's got to take a humanities class. And he's like, you know, I don't really need humanities. I'm I'm going to college to learn about money and how to get rich. I'm not learning how to be a human. And many jokes ensued out of that, <laughs> which we'll get to, I'm sure. So he's having a hard time. Mallory walks in and she's got uh, her portable radio with her. And she's just cranking some music, which... I'll be curious to find out if it's licensed or not. Should I spoil it now? It's not. It's, oh. I'm pretty sure it's just a, a, tr- a basic track, you just know, Apple beat. tracks or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Janelle did hold up her little thing that that detects, you know, what, oh, what the song Shazam is this thing or whatever. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me because it was a pretty generic beat. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, she definitely cranks it. It irritates Alex. He turns it off. She cranks it up louder. And then Alex takes the tape out and he puts it in the blender and turns it on. <laughs> and that's at the point when Steven walks in and all the kids are yelling at each other. And, you know, he makes kind of a funny quip about, oh, you know, everybody's so happy in unity first thing in the morning. That's always so refreshing. And, and uh, of course, you know, they were yelling and screaming. And so after that, you know, we transitioned to uh, Alex can take this hotline class so that we can fulfill his humanities requirement. And all he has to do is just answer the phones. And so he's thinking, great, this is going to be a perfect opportunity for me to get caught up on the important classwork that I need to do while I'm just waiting, sitting there waiting for the phone to ring. So we transition to where he goes to, to school and he's going to meet with, uh, I'm guessing, the advisor or whoever's kind of running the hotline there. And he sees an old friend, James Jarrett. Do I have that right? Because at first he calls himself Jarrett the whole time, or he gets referred to as Jarrett, and then all of a sudden it's James, and then it's James Jarrett. And so, whatever. Let's see. Oh, it's, yeah, James Jarrett. That's correct. Okay, perfect. And uh, so they kind of, you know, rib each other a little bit. It seemed like they had known each other from uh, elementary school, and uh, they they both competed to be, you know, first place and everything. And and so they got a little bit of a history there, and then that's when the, the director, or, you know, advisor or whatever she is says you know you guys are going to work together as a pair and you're going to be trainees together kind of thing and you know hilarity of course is going to ensue <laughs> of course so uh we do get just another little quick scene with with jen and mallory as uh, alex and, and steven actually as uh, alex is working on you know how to train to be a, a professional call taker hotline caller hotline Answerer? Answerer, yeah. <laughs> Hotline attendee. I don't Attend- know. <laughs> Attendant, yeah. Attendant, there you go. Uh, 
And, you know, a couple of funny jokes. You know, he's like, oh, you know, why are you calling? Which I did notice when Mallory was doing the pretend call, she didn't do the dial. She pressed like she was pressing buttons on her phone. That's true. So I thought that was interesting because all their phones so far are rotary that we've seen, including that big yellow one out in the uh, living room. But I can imagine her having like a wireless one up in her in her phone in her bedroom or something, you know. Did they have wireless phones in 85? 84? 84? I don't know. I remember when we got our first wireless phone, like it was the bomb. But otherwise, I mean, you had phones like in every room. I mean, obviously not necessarily every room, but like the kitchen, the living room. Yeah, the key key points throughout the house. Although I'm trying to think our house was a three bedroom house when I grew up and we only had one phone until I got older and then I had a phone in my room but my parents never even had a phone in their bedroom yeah my parents didn't they didn't when I was a little kid they might have when I was older okay you ready for a brief history of boardless phones yes according to this electronics how stuff works cordless phones first appeared around 1980 cordless not wireless this shows how long it's been since then but they weren't like very successful then Um, So 1986, they granted a new frequency range and they upgraded like the quality a lot. And so they probably weren't very common. And then 1994 is when digital cordless phones appeared. So um, a whole new round of them then. Yeah. There you go. I remember it was super cool when we got it. So, of course, you know, my mom was too cheap. She's like, you pay for it if you want it. I said, well, all right. (laughs) Birthday money, here I go. Uh, so to get back to the episode, the the two boys end up showing up uh, for another training session, and uh, the advisor's there, and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you guys are here. You know, the other guy's coming in, but, you know, a couple of people have called in sick, one person's got a final, so just hold down the fort, The your, your trainer will be here in just a little bit. And of course, you know, the trainer calls, and he's got car trouble, so he's going to be late, and so the boys are left on their own to figure it out. And, of course, that's when they get the call. And of course. Bill calls in, and he's going to commit suicide. And the they just don't know what to do. Alex accidentally, or he first puts the guy on hold. <laughs> then James Jarrett comes in, and so they figure out what they're going to do. And so they start talking to the guy, and then they end up fighting over the phone, and they hang up on him. And and so when, the, when Bill calls back, and then they decide that they're going to talk to him, and they're going to use the manual. Because they really don't know what to do. And so they start using the manual and Bill, of course, sees through it and says, man, you know, don't use the manual because if you're just going to talk to me, you know, using a manual, then I'm just going to go kill myself and hang up. And they're like, no, no, no. And so they decide to just be themselves. So Gandhi and Gidget are their code names and they uh, <laughs> they end up helping Bill and uh, they help with some laughs. And then at the very end of the episode, Alex actually gets a little bit vulnerable and shares what he's afraid of and connects with Bill on a different level. And so Bill says, you know what, I'm not going to kill myself after all. Uh, He knows that he has to get help. And so he's going to just go get some rest and then try to figure out how to face the next day tomorrow. And they're like, tomorrow? Tomorrow? Did he say tomorrow? Tomorrow. So, and then Alex is left to scramble afterwards telling James, well, it wasn't really vulnerable on purpose. You know, I'm not really afraid <laughs> yeah, of that. Don't worry about that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, Alex is afraid and we actually kind of find out what, uh, what it is that drives him. Yeah. He's afraid to fail. He is. And that's why he pushes himself harder and harder. 
because he doesn't know what he would do if he failed. And maybe a little afraid of the dark uh, at the end there as <laughs> yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. Can you maybe leave the lights on? <laughs> so it was a really good episode, but uh, there was a lot of laughs to say that they were tackling suicide. Yeah, I mean, they did manage to get some humor out of the situation without feeling too crass. Yeah. It is funny, though, like, listening to the laugh track up until the point when he first says he's going to commit suicide, there's a lot more, like, raucous laughter. And then once he says that, like, the energy gets sucked out, and it's, like, dead silent. And then there's still some laughs in between, but it's, like, super quiet in between. Yeah. There was one person, though, that kind of made, like, a weird guffaw at the end of one of the laughs. (laughs) <laughs> and Heidi was like, hey, what's that? <laughs> Did you hear that guy? It was kind of like a... <laughs> well, I think that they handled it pretty well considering the subject matter. I mean... Yeah. It, you know, it was... Obviously, it was a very serious... Uh, subject at the end there, but they did, uh, you know, they they got some humor, and I think they handled it pretty maturely as well. Exactly. I mean, these they're 18, 19-year-old kids, and they're put into a situation where who knows how you would respond then, you know? Yeah. Because Tim didn't show up. Yeah. Tim says, oh, it's going to be an hour. <laughs> and then I did notice that once they got Bill talked off the ledge and everything was good, they were going to bail out, but there was nobody there. And a 24-hour yeah, hotline. a 24-hour thing, right. And they're just taking off. Tim yeah. never shows up. No. Hope hope no one calls in the next 15 minutes, you know. <laughs> yeah. What if somebody else is having mental issues? Or what if more than one person called at a time? Then they'd really be in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, because they had three other people scheduled to be there, plus Tim, and they all bailed. Poor Alex. Sha-la-la-la! Well, we should probably talk about some of our guest stars. We did have a few in this episode. Yeah, there was quite a few. Well, I'll be curious to see who got credited. Well, I'll tell you right up front, only three people got credited. Okay. Um, So whoever voiced Tim on the phone, poor Tim did not get a credit. Bill. No, Tim. Oh, because... Bill gets credit. Oh, Bill does get credit. Tim calls them to tell him that he's not going to be there, and you hear Tim's voice on there. That's right, that's right. And whoever that was does not get credited, but Bill does get credited. And that's an interesting one. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Uh, but first up, we have Jeff Joseph, who plays James Jarrett. Wait, what's his name? Jeff Joseph is the char- is the actor. James Jarrett is the character. So both double J's. <laughs> that's so odd. They're like, Jeff dude, that's James, James or, Jarrett. Your name is kind of cool. I'm going to go ahead and th- just change it a little bit, and we're going to yeah, keep that make as a your... Huh, interesting. Double J's. JJ. JJ. JJ played JJ. Nice. So um, he's got 47 credits, a lot of TV show stuff. He's still acting today. Oh, nice. Um, his newest stuff was Big Sky that's still releasing in 2021, like the newest episode came out. Okay. Um, so he's he's been working ever since. Stuff like Supernatural, uh, Law & Order, a lot of like drama stuff, NYPD Blue. Um, he was a regular on a show called Dream On. Hmm. Which I don't know, didn't really hadn't heard of that. No, uh, the facts of life, lots of shows like that. Um, but here's what's interesting: uh, we are going to see him again. This is his first of two appearances. Oh yeah, and it is as James Jarrett again. So what? we get to see James Jarrett again. Ooh, is it not till 1985 season? though? Oh, so okay. So it Ooh. could be later this season, or else beginning of next season. Okay. Interesting. So that's nice. There's a lot of characters they introduced that you'd think we'd see again and we don't. So it's nice when we get a repeat. Yeah, it is. And if they play the same character. Up next, we have uh, the lady who was the, um, what do you call it? Advisor, yeah. Advisor, yeah. 
her name is Mrs. or Ms. Janice Worthy was her character. Okay. Uh, played by Jane Alden. Hmm. Okay. Um, she has not been in a ton. She only had 24 credits, but what she has been in, she, you know, she was in some good stuff. She was in The Babysitter with Alicia Silverstone. Um, that was actually the last thing she was credited with, so she must have gotten out of acting. It didn't say that she had passed away, so I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Unknown. Uh, she was on Growing Pains. She was in City Slickers. Nice. With Billy Crystal. Um, Hill Street Blues. She was a, a regular on uh, Hill Street Blues, in fact. Um, semi-regular, anyway. She was on several episodes of that. Cool. But this is her only appearance on Family Ties. Oh. So apparently you got the credit. That was obviously a running gag throughout the whole episode was Alex asking if he was going to get credit. <laughs> right. Do I get is credit for showing get the credit? up? <laughs> yes, you get the credit, Alex. <laughs> and finally, we have Bill, who is the voice that we hear that's uh, co- contemplating suicide. Bill was played by Sam Whipple. Who has 50 credits, uh, lots of things. Um, he's actually a, a regular on a show called Seven Days um, around 2000. He was on an episode of Seinfeld, and this is funny. He plays Phone Guy, number one. <laughs> oh, so number I don't one. know. I'd have to go back because it's a, it's a small enough thing that I can't remember Like what if it's just a voice or if he's actually standing there. But he plays another guy on the phone. Um. He was also in The Rock with uh, Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage. Oh, wow. Um, he, on on the Larry Sanders show, which is Gary Shandling's uh, HBO show. Yes. He was a makeup artist on the show within the show. Okay. Um, and then he was also in This Is Spinal Tap as a recording engineer. Nice. So this is his... some big stuff. Lot, he did a lot of things. This is his first of two appearances on Family Ties. What? He's not going to be Bill. He's not Bill, and he actually appears in the next episode we're going to see next week. Oh, wow. So he did two episodes back-to-back as two different characters, one of which you only hear on the phone. Oh, man, I can't wait to see if I can pick him out. I know. Are we going to recognize him? Based on his voice? Oh, I wonder if Alex is going to be at college, like in a class or something? Oh, I actually, because I was watching on my DVDs... Um, and I accidentally watched the promo for the next episode, and it's an episode that I'm very familiar with. Okay. And it's fantastic. I'm oh. just going to tell you. It's a great uh, it's a great comedy one. Not that this one wasn't funny, but it'll be a good palate cleanser from serious stuff. Okay. It's like full-on comedy next week. So okay. We've Perfect. got that to look forward to. Can't wait. And that's our, uh, that's our guest stars. Oh, sweet. That was super fun. Sha-la-la-la. So I guess the the hotline probably is over then. I think so. Well, he got his credit. I don't think he's going back anymore. All right. Well, you know, I thought maybe it uh, taught him a little bit about humanity, and he decided to jump in. <laughs> or how to be a human, as uh, <laughs> as Jennifer said. <laughs> so speaking of jokes, what else did you have? Uh, first of all, there was a few like references that I felt like, in order to get the joke, we might need to like talk a little bit about here. First of all. When Alex is talking with his dad, with Stephen, about like the different courses he could take in humanities, mm-hmm. he's complaining about the nature of them, and he says, "This is not a college course; it's a Phil Donahue show." <laughs> I noted that too. Now, you and I, of course, uh, are familiar with Donahue at least to a certain degree. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. Younger listeners might not know who that is. Is he still alive? I don't know. I'm going to look it up while you talk about right. Phil Donahue. Well, Phil Donahue was 
an early talk show host that got like crazy popular. I mean, it was, I believe, like late 70s or early 80s when he got started. And not that there weren't talk shows before, but he became like mega famous, like nationwide. Um, and he did, you know, it was kind of early, like modern ones or more modern ones that you might be familiar with, like Amori Povich. Or, uh, you know, that type of thing where they have dramatic reveals and scandalous stories and people who are sleeping with their neighbor or something like that. You know, crazy, like, scandalous stuff. Yeah. And he was, like, a pioneer in that genre. Not that there weren't people before, but it's definitely the first one I ever heard of that would do stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was famous also because he had, like, shock white hair even when he was relatively young. Sort of like a Leslie Nielsen or a Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. He is still so, alive. He was born uh-huh. in 1935 in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, Ohio boy there. Ohio. And he went to the University of Notre Dame. Interesting. Yeah, still alive. Married to Marlo right. Thomas. Did not know that either. Yeah, I didn't either. The other, uh, there are a couple other names. The, the code names that Alex gives or gets for himself, he gives himself the code name of Gandhi, which <laughs> I know, I'm sure everyone is familiar with Gandhi, famous Indian uh, from India activist and, uh, you know, leader of the freedom movement and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But the other one uh, that, that James has is Gidget. Yes. And I didn't know if people would know who Gidget was. Are you familiar with Gidget? I am very familiar with Gidget. Which Gidget do you know? The, the movie or the TV show? No, no, the TV show. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know there was a movie until maybe 15 years ago. Maybe 20. Yeah, Sally Field was definitely the one. Because they showed reruns. Yeah. Like when I was a kid. So, um, But basically, like, I don't even know what the plot or premise of it beyond that she like was always at the beach in a bikini. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is there another setup beyond that? She's kind of ditzy, I think. Uh, well, she was always trying to... She was quirky and cute, and her dad... I don't remember if she had a mom. But her dad always yeah. tried to kind of keep a tight rein on her, and she was pretty, like... Like, she was kind of out there and always wanted to go do stuff and be a part of it, and he was always like, no, no, you can't be crazy. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to have fun. Pretty much all I got, too. Yeah. You know, we should reach out. The uh, people who have the 99th most popular podcast in South Africa actually do a Gidget podcast. We what? should reach out to those guys and uh, see how see what they, their thoughts are on our interpretation of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they can uh, expand upon what uh, we just threw out there. I, yeah. I remember the theme song, ironically. Some how, of it. Give us hum a few bars here. How, no. What do we got? Uh, wait oh, till you just meet my Gidget. You'll want her for your Valentine. You're going to say, she's all that you adore, but stay away. Gidget is spoken for, you're going to find that Gidget is mine. Which was kind of weird, because it was always like from a dad's perspective, I think. So, oh, that's right. Yeah. but yeah. Stay away, boys. Yeah, <laughs> but then she's, she's mine. mine. So yeah, quirky that I can remember a theme song to a show from the 60s, but you know, I don't remember my kid's birthday. <laughs> or what the show is actually about, really. Well, that too. Details. Finally, well, he talks about Live and Let Die, the James Bond movie, which I thought was kind of funny because, you know, obviously, Live and Let Die was a poor choice. Roger Moore uh, was his first appearance in James Bond, uh-huh. FYI. Finally, there was one more. And this one, to be fair, I actually got off of IMDb because I wasn't sure the reference here. But 
There is a reference to Funny Girl. Oh, which I didn't is catch that. A musical, um, and the movie version was Barbara Streisand. I don't know if she played it on stage or not. But Jennifer tell is with when she's going back and forth with Alex about humanities, and she said, "People who need people are the luckiest people in the world." That's a lyric from a song from Funny Girl. Oh, interesting. The song being called "People" from Funny Girl. Yeah, Lyri- lyrics by Bob Merrill. Oh, so, okay. There you go. Any other observations or jokes or things that need discussing here? Well, there was. I had laughed at a few different jokes. So when uh, Alex and uh, James Jarrett met again, they were talking about how Alex was number two at the spelling bee and James won. He was the best. He took first place. And Alex said, well, you only won because I refused to spell the word Democrat. (laughs) That was pretty It's funny. funny. We haven't, Alex has not been like super political in recent Mm -hmm. episodes. Mm -hmm. Which used to be like really heavy, like what he was about. Yeah, well... Yeah, another joke that I thought was super funny was, do you know any uh, mentally abused people? And Alex says, only my family. (laughs) Only my family, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then the last one I have noted is uh, Alex and James are talking to Bill on the phone, and Alex is like, you know, well, at a time like this, everything goes out the window. Let me rephrase that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I also wrote that down. One of the other ones that was great, he said to Bill, he's like, Bill, are you still are you still there? And Bill says, yeah, I'm still here. I'm bored, but I'm still here. I'm still here. Because <laughs> he was, uh, Alex was uh, talking about how he had lived, everything he'd accomplished in his life so far. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think he only got to junior high before he, he checked in on poor Bill. Yeah, in, in fact, he said he entered junior high in 1978. Which was the year I was born. How quirky. Um, he was in junior high. I also liked, uh, so when Alex is uh, talking with Mallory when he's doing the uh, the fake, you know, the practice for the phone call. And uh, Alex says, you know, <laughs> what's your problem? Let me guess. It's about a boy. And she's like, yeah, you like him and he doesn't like you. She's like, no. And he's like, oh, well, what's the problem? And she goes, I don't like him and he doesn't like me. And then he's like, well, what's the problem then? And she's like, he's my brother. <laughs> he's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Or what about every cloud's got a silver lining? No, silver's yeah. down. <laughs> it's going to sink. <laughs> yep. That's what finally pulled Bill back from the edge. Yep, he chuckled. And finally, the other thing I wrote down was Alex says, uh, in regards to working at the hotline, I'm here because I want to help, uh, what do you call them? People. <laughs> <laughs> People. Uh, There's a lot of jokes in this episode. There were. It was remarkably humorous for a episode that revolves around suicide. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, every episode, like you said, is very special. Always a very special episode. Sha-la-la-la! So was there a moral to this episode? So, yes. My moral that I found was, it's one thing to be vulnerable, but to be able to share it and walk alongside your fellow man and help them is the greatest testimony to being human. Man. All of yours, like you've you've started just writing these theses to like a great, you know, philosophical examination of life. I was just gonna say, you know, always look on the bright side of life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think as I get older, like I really think about like 
you know, there is a life lesson in a lot of the things that we do. And if we allow ourselves to be open to it, you know, we can maybe learn something. And on this episode, it was even if you don't know what you're doing, you still got to try to help somebody. Try to be a human. And like Jennifer said, if you don't say anything, just sit there and quietly in class and you'll blend right in. They won't know you're not human. (laughs) Oh, she had some zingers. She did. Yeah, she was not in a lot, but what she was in was well used. Yeah. Oh, and did Mallory get a haircut from the last episode to this one? I think so. It was very short. Yeah. Very, and it was like all slicked back on the one side. And also, you notice that not only is Elise not in it, but they never mentioned anything about her in it. No. Like maybe she was at the office. Could have been. Yeah. Or maybe she was on bed rest, but she wasn't hungry for a change. <laughs> yeah. Poor Elise. She was just sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> She's been awfully tired these last few days. <laughs> Sha-la-la-la. Well, it's been quite a journey in this episode, and I think it's brought us to the end. Oh, already? I know. It feels like we just started, but here we are. It's been a guess, good one. Guess at the end. You know, my daughter sings Happy Trails in class every single day. Really? Is that every like day. That's what her teacher one sings. One of their activities? Yeah. They put on their pirate hats and sing Happy Trails. As one does, yeah. Pirate hats and Happy Trails. I'm not sure how that goes together, but I do love it, and I think it's hilarious. Oh, boy. That's great. Yeah. Well, we want to thank Chris once again for writing and uh, filling us in on that. If you would like to refill us in on uh, the follow-up questions, that would be awesome. You might notice, too, like uh, Chris actually wrote to us um, like almost a week ago, but... We record about a week ahead of time, and so, uh, you know, if you do write in and, you know, you don't hear it on the next episode, be patient because we, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a delay there so that we can have a buffer going. Um, But with that being said, if you would like to write to us, please write to us at alexpkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com, or you can send us a message on Facebook. Or Phil can just give away all of our secrets on the show here, pull back the curtain for everything. I know. Well, the reason I mention it is just because it's good. I mean, it's actually a, a good habit to record ahead of time. Yeah, you know? like definitely. It's be better than like scrambling at the last minute, and then we don't. Which is sometimes what we used to do. You know, oh, yeah. we record late at night, and then I'm like editing through the night trying to get it out the next day. We've hit on it. This is part of how we've been able to keep this structure going and and actually keep on track as we record early. So that I have a chance to edit throughout the week and then put it up on time. Yep, because you are a very busy man. You have another well, podcast, you've got kids in school, a wife teaching, and you right. have other jobs that you do. It's all over the place, yeah. absolutely. So, And on top of all that, someone's got to watch all these TV shows so we can talk about them. Exactly. Know. We only have one job, Phil. Yeah, that's it. It's uh, It's been a pleasure, I will tell you. Even though I'm busy... I love doing it, and I love editing it, and it's fun. So, Well, I only bring 5% to the show here because I just watch the show and then talk a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. that's Are you kidding? Like, If I didn't have you as a co-host, I'd just be talking to myself, and no one wants to hear that. Well, it'd be way more succinct. Well, that's probably true, but would anyone want to listen to it? <laughs> I would. I don't know. Because <laughs> I went from being a fan to now I'm co-hosting the show with you. So That's right. I love it. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I love having you as a co-host, and we love having you listeners as listeners. So thank you guys for joining us as well. Please write in. Keep our streak alive. Yes, that would be awesome. Yes. 
And with that, I think that's going to bring our show to a close. So um, we will see you guys next time on another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. What would we do, baby, without...